This is Brad with Comics Baron Sci-Fi. It is Sunday, March 13th, and it's episode 12. And we're here with Mark, who's under the weather. Hello. There he is. And Q. Who's 11 <laughs> more days. <laughs> 11. <laughs> See? One track mine. One track mine. And we have an expert of cars with us, a special guest. And I forgot. Joseph oh, Johnson. Joe Johnson. I knew his last name, but I forgot his first From Hollywood Diecast. Hollywooddiecast.com. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. And, of course, the man on the board, Denver, as always. Thank you very much. Are we going to go through the news first? Yes, let's quickly go through the news. Um, it has been announced September 30th is the oh, yeah. premiere date for Luke, Luke Cage, Cage on Netflix. Yeah. Thoughts? Q? Yeah. Uh, I thought he was... Did a very good job on Jessica Jones. As you know, I, Jessica Jones is one of my favorite shows this year. So the fact that he's getting the spinoff is um, expected, but I'm really looking forward to it just from his body of work, the way he played the character on Jessica Jones. I think it's going to be – I'm interested to see how they put Iron Fist in it because they have that whole Heroes for Hire thing that they do, but we'll see how that goes. Well, I thought it was interesting that it was the actor that – let open the date. The, the The studio didn't say. Oh, so he and the production uh, house didn't he say. Luke it. Cage said, gotcha. "Hey guys, see you on September 3rd and that was it. Well, those are are pretty strategically planned, so I'm sure he of didn't course. just slip that out, you know. But to me, uh, Jessica Jones, he was the biggest surprise because yeah. I had not seen that actor. I wasn't familiar with anything that he had oh, been yeah. in before. But that's that's how you and really so got to do a, it. Yeah, that was a nice surprise. Well, with Daredevil, they had a, a fairly well-known actor, Jessica Jones. Again, she had been in a bunch of stuff. So to give a, a, a main character kind of a, oh, to a, well, a nobody yeah. actor, I thought was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so in other, uh, other news, we've got... Uh, uh, word that Sylvester Stallone is going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Now, I'd heard rumors about that a couple weeks ago, but, uh, you know, we try not to go on rumors. Right. But this is hard confirmation that he's Oh, really? Oh, no, he's in it. He's going to be one of the Ravagers. Is that what they're called? Ravagers? Yes. Oh, okay. And uh, so to me, the first thing I thought was, Tango and Cash reunion, <laughs> because <laughs> Kurt Russell is right, also right, 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 right. That's so, funny. Uh, so that was uh, that was exciting news for me. But it makes me wonder is because everyone's guessing that Kurt Russell is going to be Star Lord's father. Right. That's been now, the scuttlebutt. Now, did they so throw far. Stallone in there to kind of maybe? make you question who the real father is because he's a big I think Stallone's a bigger name than Kurt Russell. I mean, I personally like Kurt Russell more. Know, he's been around since he was a teenager, so Yeah, but and I'm just saying I he's think He's a Disney, he's almost like a Disney icon. He he Only definitely James is. James Gunn knows these answers. That's yeah, true. Right. That's true. That but I just true. thought it was curious that they're both I in it. The law. You know, is Kurt Russell just uh, <laughs> you know, to, to throw people off track and maybe Stallone's the real, I, I the real think, dad? I think Kurt Russell's going to be the dad. I can't see Sylvester Stallone. Well, he, Kurt dad. Russell certainly looks more like Chris yeah, Pratt than Chris Stallone Pratt, yeah. does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Chris yeah, Pratt. Right, he, 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 yeah. Well, if they bring out <laughs> Sylvester Stallone as the dad, I'd be like, 
paternity test. <laughs> like, <laughs> Guardians, Guardians. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, Mori Edition. But like, <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> like you are not the father. Whoa, you know. I I, I just feel like it's just. I think Sylvester Stallone's had a couple of, I'm not saying flops. Failures? His past couple of movies. Except that they were expendable. <laughs> I got what you did there. Don't forget Creed. <laughs> and he was nominated for those. But Creed Awards, wasn't but. his movie. Creed wasn't his movie. Well, I'm talking about he escape. I'm talking he about created escape the character. Like, yeah, no, he yeah, that's true. But so that wasn't his movie. Is his movie. Anybody. We're talking about. He's probably about, not going to have a hit where he's the star ever. That's again. what I'm saying. We're talking about the him last and, movies where he was the star. Him and Schwarzenegger. Expendables, they're done. They're uh, not. They're, they're, bullet to the head. They just might as be might as well be supporting actors from well, now on. But because, that's what I'm saying. The movie going audience. Don't look at them like they used to. Well, that's because the movie Yeah, not to be ageist, but I think they're just too old they're not to us. play the action exactly. hero anymore. You we'll go you, see you the Sylvester think, Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. You don't think he has a chance of bringing up a, a Rocky and Bullwinkle movie? Uh-huh. No? Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Okay, I'm that, trying to no. change the uh, subject. Uh, uh, <laughs> I just wanted to make point out, like right, I quickly, said, quickly. that they had his last couple of movies, Bullet to the Head, Escape Plan. So what point are you trying to make? That he's not going to be... He's not. Okay, you know what? Fuck it. Bye. I'm right. playing a supporting role in, in our Guardians. You know of the what? Because you know I'm so rudely interrupted. You're yeah. sick and you're still a. Jack. He's not. He's not a lead actor anymore. Is what I think yeah, he was trying to. He was only a, ever a lead actor in movies that he wrote, directed, and produced. That's not true. Yeah. No, oh, yes, it is. Judge Dredd, Demolition <laughs> right. Man. I am the law. Okay. You know, there's been a bunch. Yeah, but like anyway, those, those were real successful. Beetlejuice. They, they were good. They remade them all. That's how good they were. They what remade the fuck them are all. These two I don't about? know. I don't know. All right. Anyway, uh, moving on to, to Beetlejuice yes. number two, which, uh, which there was a report that Tim Burton had confirmed that it was in fact in the works, and then the, a day later, his representative said, uh, "Nope, sorry, that's <laughs> that quote uh, is not true. It is not happening. At least there's no plans because he's got to finish Miss Peregrine's." And then he's doing the live-action version of Dumbo. Then maybe down the line it might be happening. Live-action flying elephant baby? Yes, indeed. Cool. Yes, indeed. I guess he figured that he he worked so well with uh, Alice in Wonderland. You know, mm. that was a big hit even though I wasn't oh, a big Dumbo's going to be wearing but... machine guns and shooting people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so now that we've got... That would be a good Stallone movie. Um, oh, that would be a good Stallone We've got some baby news. We don't normally do this, but... Uh, so why are we st- doing it? Well, because the stars of Gotham... Commissioner Gordon and what's the uh, the doctor's Lee. name? Lee. Lee. Yes, um, they are a real life couple, and they just had a baby. So uh, thought I'd throw that out there. She was also the <clears> star <throat> of Deadpool, so this has been a busy couple of months well, for her. I, I, I like so. the way she got busy on Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> that might be Ryan Reynolds' baby. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, how realistic were those things? Yeah, right? Method acting. I just want to point out that National Women's Day was a few days ago. So sorry for all you comic book men out there. <laughs> okay, we've got uh, some some more Gotham-esque news. Uh, J.K. Simmons was announced as playing Commissioner Gordon in Huge the new Justice League movie. For DC. Huge win for DC. Well, I saw that you had posted uh, yeah, all the Academy Award winning actors that are going to be involved in the new du- uh, 
DC Justice League movie. Oh, okay. So yep. we've got Jared Leto, we've got Ben Affleck, we've got J.K. Simmons, Simmons, we've got Jeremy Irons. Yep. And there's a picture where they're all holding up their, you know, their And he their fucking Oscars. rules it. Hashtag Oscar so white. I'm like, oh, yeah, touche. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> touche. Justice touché. League so white. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I think that it, it it is interesting that DC... They're going for more of that, you know, established award credential kind of along I the lines just of Nolan. Going, yeah, good actors yeah. over. Well, because taking risks. If you notice, if you notice, after after actors. Nolan stepped away, they for Superman they brought in an unknown, and then they right. I think they quickly reversed courses mm-hmm. after that, and they said, okay, no, no, let's use well, established actors. Well, I too. think everybody in Man of Steel, only person that was unknown was Cavill. That's true. Yeah, I think about it. the supporting cast were all. That's true. All heavyweights. All heavyweights. Yeah, so, true. yeah, Academy Award nominated Amy Adams, Lawrence yeah. Fishburne. Yeah, all Academy yep. Award nominated. Michael yeah, Shannon. Yeah, yeah, they're all, all award nominees. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've got uh, some Harry Potter news. The new Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them movies coming out at the end of the year. So to kind of get people familiar with the North American Wizards, which is what the new movie is going to be about, uh, J.K. Rollins released a bunch of short stories, I believe on her website, uh, that are essentially a prequel or a lead-up to Fantastic Beasts, I guess, to get people interested. Anybody here going to be be reading those? Yeah, Brad, you've got a... You've yeah. got a... Easy access yeah. pass there. Yeah, and to, to, to paraphrase Mark, these aren't available at the library. They're only, <laughs> well, only available we'll online. Be hanging out at Burns and Noble. <laughs> That's all right. They got a Starbucks there. I'll be fine. Was it confirmed it's going to be a trilogy? <coughs> I, I, I don't know if it's a trilogy, but I believe they do want this to be the start of a new franchise. So set in the United States. Correct. Yep. Although it's funny, they're setting it in the United States, but they get an English actor to be the star. So well, go figure. Know, the biggest thing now but well didn't he win an academy award yeah. he did he did no. and that's also warner brothers so you could tell that they're definitely trying Who doesn't to want to work for warner brothers ask ryan reynolds ask aol okay so um we've got two i guess you could call them news related items they're actually uh two fan films that i thought were really interesting that you should check out oh. and you can find them on our facebook page the first is a really cool Darth Maul short uh, Star Wars fan that. film. It's just called Darth Maul Apprentice. Oh, I uh, has no I saw no, that. no connection with Donald Trump. Um, oh, okay. It's, it's <laughs> actually sure? isn't he playing Darth Maul? Yeah, oh, I, no. Um, <laughs> no, his he hair in Chicago is recently. Yeah, right. And so it's it's, it's 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 essentially just an extended fight scene with all these Jedi's trying to take on Darth Maul in his supposed real first battle this was his trial by fire um and so there's some hokey effects at the beginning but if you get past that there's just an awesome awesome extended fight scene where it's just darth maul taking on you know a shitload of jedis you know so it's pretty cool i'd recommend checking that out and then the other interesting uh fan film that came out this week uh it's called Hell's Club Part Two. Boy, that was cool. yes, that was really. Sweet. Now, I have seen the first one. Okay, it, uh, for people who aren't familiar with the first one, Mark, what was uh, Hell's Club, the original, about? It, uh, basically, it was about 
Tony Montana and uh, Carlito uh, from C- Carlito from Carlito's Way running their nightclub. And uh, from what I remember, it was just uh, during a whole nightclub scene, and you're showing clips of all, all these other actors from all these other famous movies in nightclubs, and then all this craziness ensues with an assassin. I think the Terminator shows up, right? Tries to assassinate Tony Montana. So they yes, they edited yeah. together pretty much every nightclub scene in movie oh, history into one but it was short sweet. film. It's really sweet. Yeah, and it's, they s- composited different people in the same yep. shot, you, you know, to merge Blade, them together. You got, you got Tom Cruise from Collateral in there. Yes, there's a bouncer. Blade and Tom Cruise are bouncers in the place. Yeah, and so the. Part two is essentially more of the same. Right. Everybody's back at this club, but this one seemed to have a little bit more of a uh, sci-fi bent to it because you've got... It was longer, too. Yeah, it's a lot longer. It was like longer. 17 minutes. Yeah, but you've got some of the Star Wars cantina stuff, you know, so <laughs> right. it's just... Uh, and then at the end, the aliens... It was really creative editing and After Effects. Yes. Whoever did that took some time. Yeah, you had some time, time on your hands to pull off something like that. Well, a lot of these fan films, it makes me wonder, what the hell do these people do with the rest of their lives? Because it seems like it would take so much work to put these together. And they're not getting paid for this shit. They can't monetize that. No. no. Well, it's unless similar. he has I mean, enough views on his well, YouTube well, page it to, might lead to advertising. It might lead to a job. You know, yes. someone sees it, you know, it's part of their portfolio. They say, hey, well, shit. You're yeah, it's a creative. demo reel, essentially. Right. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. You know. Have but you seen all the dance clips that were cut together to shut up and dance? No. There was another uh, viral video that went around, and we're talking dance scenes from the 40s, 50s, 70s, 80s. I mean, like you said, there's got to be a lot of time on someone's hand to to cut all those clips together and go through all those films. Yeah, just yeah, to forget about get editing the them. You have to find, find them. them. You have to yeah. know that they're there. You have to have already watched all those movies and know where they transitions and storyboard the whole thing. You're right. It's like a, a year of effort for that 17 minutes. It's like this one guy does um, this Hulk versus Superman, and he has a continuous CGI battle with the Christopher Reeves Superman and the uh, Hulk from The Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton. But it takes him a year to do each clip because he's he's the the cgi he puts into it looks like it looks like a real studio yeah and especially if you have one person doing it Mm -hmm. you look at the end credits of these movies yeah and there's hundreds of hundreds of people artists you know digital artists incarcerated somewhere they gotta be (laughs) well like if you have a chance look up superman versus the hulk and when you see it, it's the Christopher Reeve Superman. Well, let's find it. We'll put it on yep. our Facebook page. It's for the people Christopher to check Reeve it out. Superman and the Ed Norton Hulk. But it is real. It's really sweet. It's really sweet. How but, long is it? Well, it's three parts because he has to. He could only do it, and so I think he has the first one is like five minutes, second one is like six minutes, and I think the third one is like another six seven minutes. But he does them in short intervals okay. because he's the only one doing it. Sure. But it takes him like a year or two to put out. Right. Each part, yeah, and it takes so, forever to render all that stuff. Depending exactly, on how you put mm-hmm. it together. But it looks like he's a preview for all the time in the world in his mother's basement. Pretty much, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Well, yeah, when you don't have to pay rent, you know, you can focus. Mm-hmm. On, yeah, well, right, you know, because, the, because the computer that you have to use to do it costs five grand just that's, for that's one. That's where of the his boxes. money's going. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. so uh, in TV this week we had a couple of premieres. One was a returning show, which we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago when they released oh, the trailer, Bates right. Motel. Right. Now, this finds young Norman in full-on crazy mode. He's walking around in his mother's robe, oh, and he's talking as her. And so they've really 
gone full psycho, I call it. Uh, whereas in years past, oh, I see what you did. There. You know, it's like, come on, please <laughs> get to the the good stuff. You know, they would just show little glimmers of you know psycho. So now, you know, it, it's it's on. So if you're gonna watch it at any point, this now is where the time I would say it. yeah, jump in now. Skip the first couple of seasons, and following Bates Motel. Uh, was a new show premiere called Damien, which is a direct sequel to the original Omen. This oh, even yeah. features video clip or film clips from the original movie. But it's a TV show now? It's a TV show. But there was a Damien Omen too. Yes, with Sam Neill, right? No, no, that was three. That was Final Conflict. Part two had well, William Holden in it. Okay. Like Damien, he went, uh, William Holden played. Uh, uh, the father of um, what's his name? Lee Remick? No, no, no. The, oh. No, the father of the uh, uh, the first movie. The Damien's father, uh, the actor. Um, oh, Gregory Peck. Gregory Peck. He played the brother of Gregory Peck, ah, and, and then he and he sort of like took him in. Okay. And all of a sudden, he's killing his family off because you know <laughs> he's the devil. Yeah. So what happens now? And I don't know how the the time the chronology works on this because. Uh, Damien in this is supposed to be 30, which... Would have been 20 years ago. Yeah, so right, this so. is late 70s The Omen came out, right? Yeah. yeah. So I don't think it this quite... Like 90s, 90s, I think. Yeah, so I think it, it doesn't quite jive. But anyway, I just found it interesting because it's very much in keeping with the original Omen. Uh, it, and like I said, right down to the fact that they've got clips from the movie... Um, because what happens is Damien doesn't really remember much about his childhood, and so people keep mysteriously turning up in the first episode that kind of jar his memory. Uh, this like crazy old woman grabs him and starts talking uh, the way that the maid does who kills herself, and so then they flash back and you see clips of the maid killing herself. Then they meet somebody else who knew his father, so they show Gregory Peck clips, Lee oh, Remick. Nice. And then they even have a couple of the what was it Rottweilers, yeah. uh, and Ooh. and so they they show cli- old clips of the Rottweilers. What are those Doberman movie? Pinchers? No, I, the, the Dobermans Dobermans are really thin and long, right? Yeah, because yeah. these I are couldn't remember what kind of dogs thick. they were. And so, and this this show ups the ante, and I believe there's only one in the movie. This one has three, um, and. It's produced by, I believe, the second Walking Dead producer. So after um, Frank Darabont. Frank Darabont, yeah, after he left. Glenn Mazzara. And so it's very Walking Dead-esque in that there's one scene that's incredibly gory. I mean, it could have been straight out of Walking Dead when the the dogs, spoiler, when the dogs attack. Um, And then the other thing, what does Walking Dead always like to do? Anyone? Anyone? Kill off people? Yes. Oh, main characters. Yes. Yeah, so without giving away too much, uh, they do kind of a similar thing, which I got to say, I didn't love the show, but the fact that they did have some good gore and kills and they did kill off some what you thought were going to be main characters in the story, I was like, okay. Not bad. Pleasantly surprised. But uh, Well, in other TV news, uh, we have... Uh, a Game of Thrones trailer that popped up this week uh, that mm-hmm. comes back April 24th. Do we got any Game of Thrones watchers in the room? No, that's Nick. Mark, do I you watch? watch it, but I didn't see the trailer. Oh, okay. You were sick, right? Quote unquote sick. Quote unquote. 
Well, the big scuttlebutt is whether or not Jon Snow is actually dead. Now, the producers have all claimed that he is dead, but does dead mean that he's not going to be on the show? Because that is a fantasy show. Does it mean oh. that he is being brought back from the dead in some form as a... Well, it could be in flashbacks. You can have somebody uh, be totally dead and be in every single show by having a flashback a week. Well, the 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 general consensus thought is that... Spiritual advisor. He's going to be some sort of, you know... Spirit advisor. Ghost or demonic well, presence. Well, his or, eyes changed color when they killed him. Well, wasn't that from because they was frozen from the walker, the... Ice walkers or whatever the hell. I'm know. thinking he's gonna he's he's gonna transform into something else. Yeah, some kind of creature. Yeah, yeah. so he's gonna be part Jon Snow, part something else. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right. Okay, the other trailer. Uh, this was a movie trailer. Was the uh, what I believe is the final Civil War Captain America Civil War trailer, and it's really just <laughs> should be the third one. Should, can, should be the second one. Mm. No, I don't think there's gonna be any more as far as I know. But anyway, the. The big reveal is we finally get to see Spider-Man up close and personal. First right. time we've seen him in action. Joe, what did you what did you think when you saw him? Well, when I, at first, I saw a still image first, and I thought it was an artist's rendering. I didn't think it was an actual still from the film. Then I saw the clip and saw him moving and talking, and I thought, well, that's interesting. Uh, interesting design, a, a big departure from the earlier Spider-Man movies. Um what I found interesting was that they decided to animate his eyes. And yeah. I, I know that keeps in line with the comic book, but you got to think in the real world, how is that even possible? Um, so, I mean, everyone's excited. I mean, I, I felt like a fanboy when I saw it, and I'm going to look forward to the movie. We got to love the Underoos line, you know? Yeah, yeah. And which kind of calls out start. the fact that it's. You know, it does kind of look like you said it. It has kind of a fantasy, almost unreal quality to it. And uh, yeah, the eyes were the only thing that bothered me. I, I I just don't know how realistically those can open like that and be so expressive. Unless Tony Stark develops some kind of mask. <laughs> no, that's for him, not. You know? the, but see, that's the thing. That's not the costume that Tony supposedly made in the comic. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, but the movies aren't. You know. Don't right. really draw directly. Right. We, from as, the we assume that they they took enough liberty that they weren't going to do any of those things in the movie. But you still don't know that the. the I thought originally the rumors were that um, Spider Man wasn't going to be in Civil War when they first started talking about no, it. No, I don't think he was. And right. then once the the Sony hacks came out and their whole Spider Verse fell apart. Um, you know, I think that's when Marvel swooped in and said, hey, give us Spider-Man for a movie. We'll help you develop the character, get him off the ground, and uh, you could relaunch him, you know, in your own, right. in your own movie. But I think the eye thing is going to be considered more of a trend because no one questioned it when it happened in Deadpool. Uh, Deadpool's eyes were very expressive and animated, and nobody seemed yeah, to Yeah, those were supposed to be that. just plastic lenses. Yeah, yeah. Yet, yeah they, right, that's squint and yeah, different facial expressions. Yeah. So. Right. I thought it was a, I thought it was an okay trailer. I yeah, thought it don't was hate, same. don't hate. Just no, honestly, there's, seriously, there's no Batman seriously, or Superman. Seriously, in there. seriously, they were, they were, they were missing the two, they were missing, they were missing the three greatest superheroes of all time in Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. But eleven days, eleven days, people. Oh wait, you'll see this tomorrow. Ten days. It'll be ten days when you hear this. Ten. Um, 
No, I Is thought like DC more than Marvel around here. No, I I'm, can't e- imagine. I'm even. I'm even. Oh bullshit! I am even. <laughs> I am even. Evenly <laughs> towards DC, but um, <laughs> I I I thought it was the same trailer except for the Spider Man and a it few was, other people. It? There wasn't anything. I didn't think yeah, that was, was the beginning. I didn't that was think the it was a better trailer, trailer than it was just kind of a rehash rehashed, of yeah. everything that we've seen. I didn't seen. think it was a better trailer than the maybe last maybe a little bit more action, Superman. but. But like I was saying earlier when we were talking, I did say when I went to go see Guys of Egypt, they had the Civil War trailer attached to the one, the Guys of Egypt, without the Spider-Man, of course. But sitting there looking at it and having a chance to just look at it. On the big screen. On the big screen. Yeah. You know, I really was like, okay, I'm a little excited. I mean, I was already excited for the movie. But my whole thing is, I seen this picture on Facebook. It had the 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 battle scene from the comic book, what you wanted, what if what's expected, and then it was like what you get. It's like six on six. This was hundreds of heroes going at it in the comic book. And I'm not gonna say it before. I'm not blaming Marvel for not having the rights to all their characters, but. You're taking out very important elements because you don't have the rights to the Fantastic Four who played a key role in, you know, the Civil War. All right, well, let's compare so. Batman versus Superman and, you know, their, those comics and see how they uh, they stack That's up. That's fine. I mean, if they don't... We, we already had this argument. They you mean don't. I have to read them to be able... No, never mind. I won't subject wow. that subject you. you to that. Okay, so oh, in other trailer news, I was actually went to see uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane, and there was a trailer for the new Huntsman movie that I had not seen. Oh yeah, that's... I must have missed it, or they must have put it out uh, without a lot of fan. They have a lot of the you know the the life size. They have a what is it? It's fourteen feet. I have pictures of it if you want them for posting. Um, it's like. Uh, the standees. Eight, eight foot, eight foot tall and twenty feet wide, and it's got a picture of all the major characters. Okay, because um, and the, they've been advertising it for six months. Well, yeah, but they this trailer just no, kind of seen the trailer squeaked out without much notice, what? and it actually looked pretty awesome. Is Kristen yeah. Stewart in it? No, no, okay, and that was what they it. were very, very, very specifically trying to distance themselves yeah. from, right? Because they said two or three times in the in the trailer. The story before Snow White, basically right. saying that Kristen Stewart will never be anywhere near this movie. Um, yeah, they can just keep making it backwards and doing. So this is a prequel, which right. I wasn't. I thought I had heard that it was a prequel, but based on that first trailer, I wasn't too sure about. Right. Uh, and this one clearly established that Emily Blunt plays the. The, ice the, queen. Is the Ice Queen, but she is in battle with her sister, Charlize Theron, from the, the first Huntsman right. movie. Um, and so it looked like there was some great, you know, great action between the two uh, queens. So it's and, obvious so that te- Emily Blunt doesn't survive the. Uh, I was about movie. to say, because technically, wouldn't the Huntsman be working for Charlize Theron, right? Right. Well, no, he originally, and, and that's what also was kind of new in the trailer is this is really a Huntsman origin story because it shows how he was raised and trained as part of the Ice Queen's army to battle Charlize Theron. I'm drawing a blank on her character's name. name. Um, And so, to me, it was a pretty 
damn good trailer. The effects look great. The cast is great. So I, I'm Chris looking. Chris wasn't in it. There you go. <laughs> Bonus. Was the Huntsman considered a success box office wise? I think it was, but just enough. I mean, it wasn't like a big smash hit. I didn't really care for it that much. Yeah. I, mean, I think it was, it was okay. just one of those movies where they had a plan. And no matter what happened with that first one, they were going to stick to that plan. Well, I don't know if I agree with that because most movies will do a, a direct sequel. Whereas with this, I think because Kristen Stewart, everyone complained about her as Snow White, that they said, okay, how do we continue this story well, without they still damage control? Yes, well, they yeah, still exactly. could have did a direct sequel. They could have just recast Snow White if you wanted to think about it that way. Yeah, but, but she, wouldn't be in a sequ- or she wouldn't be in a prequel. But that's what I'm saying. He was saying most studios do a direct sequel. I no, was saying if they now, wanted to they, do that, they right. could have just recast it. So right, but see, now that they've gone backwards in order to do a two, now that they've cleared your head, they can go forward yeah, and recast the cleanser. Kristen Stewart. Exactly. Yeah. Well, cleansing. it's kind of how they did Underworld. Remember, Underworld, they did what? Underworld 1 and 2. Or 2 was the With Kate prequel. Beckinsale. Yeah, that was the prequel when they went back in time and you show seeing how the lichens and everything came about. See, I only saw the forward. first one because I wasn't a big fan, so I don't know the oh, chronology. Lynn Wiseman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the worst directors out there. He's with that, what's his name, that Ula Bowl guy, you know, he's another one. Michael Bay. Well, speaking of good Money directors, we've got J.J. Uh, yeah, Abrams has a new movie as a producer this week, 10 Cloverfield Lane, which is a semi-sequel to the original Cloverfield. Mark, I know yes. you saw it. What did you think? I thought I was watching an independent film. You know, it was like Misery meets uh, Independence Day. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. Well, when The Witch came out, I kind of talked about that whole art house genre film, and that's kind of what this reminded me of. I thought he it's, said a witch was in a movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Me too. When the witch the came, came, the came the out and called the whole witch in Cloverfield. They didn't what? show a witch in the trailer. Well, I was like, wow, that's a stretch. Okay. Talk about a third act twist. <laughs> <laughs> what was the movie that was shot here in the Detroit area that was a really low-budget horror film that came out a year or two ago? Oh, that was... Um, you know the one that we saw together at the main, the uh, shot at the Redford. What, yeah, I'm yeah. Drawing a blank on it. Oh, oh, it follows. It, it follows. follows. So you're talking yeah. about that kind of so genre, it's, really it's, low yes, exactly. budget art yep. house, yep. Yeah. where it's, it appeals to more critics than general fans because the theater I was in was pretty empty, uh, which I was surprising for an a matinee weekend matinee. Um, so I don't think it's gonna do great at the at the box office, but because it's such a low budget movie, it doesn't have to make well, a lot of money to really yeah well, yeah. It's had to be less than ten million dollars to make at least. Well, you gotta think about it. They didn't have nothing blowing up. You didn't see no monsters or anything, so oh, well, it didn't catch any of. Well, I, 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 I well, would say don't. This I'm is the, go this is it. the kind of movie that you have to go in not knowing anything about because the surprises in it. Are, are a huge part of the enjoyment factor because really the whole first two thirds of the movie is kind of uh, is they, <laughs> you know, are they, Single aren't they? Camera. No, 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 it's not handheld. Oh, okay. Yeah, not shaky cam. So if you, okay. if you got nauseous from the first Cloverfield, you're fine. But Cloverfield was very specifically about the monster the attack, right? and the yeah, attack. Yeah, that was the attack. This is really a, a periphery story. So if Cloverfield was about the attack, 10 Cloverfield Lane was more about the aftermath. 
of the attack. Oh, gotcha. You know what the trailer reminded me of is uh, Signs with Mel Gibson, where they focused on the actors within an enclosed location, and all the action was kind of left to the imagination. That's, that's exactly what house. this yeah. is. Yeah, because and unlike then, Independence Day, where they try to do this epic cast and tell this really broad story, you know, about the people in charge and, you know, directly involved, this is just a very small slice of a... You know, really peripherally it's related. Like a Twilight Zone story. It, well, it's funny that you mentioned that because I, I heard an, an interview with J.J. Abrams, and he actually got pitched this story as a sequel, and that's what he said kind of won him over, was that it felt like a, a cool old Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and that's where he said, okay, yeah, let's let's do it. So needless to say, I you know uh, highly recommend it. Just don't go in expecting a big sci-fi extravaganza, you know, epic movie. This is more of a, what would you Slow call it? burn. Yeah, suspense movie more than anything. Okay. Um, now, there was... One, only one other movie. There's a couple others, but uh, not really related to the show. But there's only one other movie that I think might be of interest uh, to our listeners, and that was uh, Brothers Grimsby, the new uh, Sasha Baron Cohen oh, movie. Yeah, Mark, I know you saw that. And this is a bit of a, a spy spoof, correct? A spy spoof with a, lot, with a lot of shit and dick gags in it that... If you like that kind of humor, you like the potty joke kind of stuff, you're going to laugh your ass so off. So Sasha Baron Cohen trying to be um, uh, Mike Myers. No, 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 no. Yeah, Mike Myers is pretty clean cut. No, no, no. This is this is like Borat. It's like when he did Borat. Raunchy. Oh, okay. But he's not, playing, hard, he's not playing the hard spy. Hard bro- rated, right? His brother. What it is is he plays this like right, Mark uh, lower class. He plays a lower class British, you know, uh, soccer rug- hooligan. Yeah, soccer hooligan, and he discovers that his uh, his long lost brother is, is alive, and he, he ends up being, his brother is a spy. Right, and he ends up uh, finding his brother while his brother's trying to uh, uh, assassinate someone. No, not trying to assassinate. He's trying to assassin the assa- assassinate the assassin. During a mission. Okay, okay. You don't need to reveal the storyline, yeah. but needless but, to say, it's about the two brothers well, they, reuniting. Well, basically, they show it in a trailer. He ends up screwing up his brother's right, mission, and then right. they and they end up be, both being going on the run because the British government's after both of them now. I see. And so all this comedy ensues as they're on the run, and there's a lot of raunchiness, a lot of, you know. Well, Sasha Baron Cohen was on Howard Stern this week, and he basically said that. There's an elephant scene. Oh, yeah. That what he did was he gave the MPAA, the ratings board, a nine-minute scene when really he only wanted it to be three minutes, but he gave it to him as nine minutes so that when they said, no, no, this is X-rated, you cannot put this in the theater, he said, oh, okay, I'll cut it, I'll cut it way back. And so he scaled it back to the original three minutes that he wanted it to be, and they saw and they said, okay, we'll give you the R rating. So, needless to say, this is not a movie for the squeamish or the faint of heart. <laughs> yeah. But, Mark, you, you recommend it then? Yeah, if you <laughs> like that kind of humor, if you uh, like dick and shit and ass and j- jokes, I recommend seeing this movie. And how is this? Comics, beer, or sci-fi? Well, it's, it's a spy movie. It's a spy spoof. Oh, that's science fiction. Comics, beer, well, and spy-fi. Okay, just checking. <laughs> just want to just wanna make sure that but we're it's, still on subject. It's... Uh, I've heard it's his funniest movie since Borat. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, I would you say, say that. It. Okay. It's much better than The Dictator or that Bruno. 
Okay. Oh, God. Yeah, you yeah, want to talk about a really graphic movie. Bruno was about as as R-rated as you could get f- and, without and who being... Who name their kid Bruno? Yeah, uh, I for, know. For some people. I... Some people. <laughs> okay. Um, we've got some beer this week that uh, mm. nobody seemed to really care for. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Uh, it's from Epic Brewing, and it's called Brainless on Peaches, which is a... Uh, As in Brainless on whoever drinks it. Oh. Uh, so I take it you weren't a fan of it, uh, Q. <coughs> on my slut meter. <laughs> sludge, sludge. Oh, I'm sorry. tastes like slut. Or slut or sludge. Did you say slut or sludge, Brian? I said sludge. And I reiterated with the word slut. So it shows you how closely Q pays attention to things. <laughs> exactly. I'm sorry, Denver. I really interrupted you. Please continue. Then but I'll give my slut rating. It's got a fairly high ABV, as I recall. Yeah, ten point eight. Actually. Yeah. Two- yeah. Which is which I think is part of the reason why it doesn't come off as a beer. Yes. That's why it comes off more like a wine. Yep. And it it has a a, a bit of fruit. It doesn't taste nearly as much like peaches. If it tasted more like peaches. I would drink it regularly. Unfortunately, it's a malt beverage that tastes like peach perfume, and that's really why it's not yes, as good as we would like. I don't um, know what peach perfume tastes like. It has to do with where in your mouth the, the expression it tastes no, like perfume. It has to do with how you can smell it and taste it. To uh-huh. He just thought you like to drink, drink perfume. perfume. <laughs> I, I assumed. Okay, yeah. let me just say Good this. Job. I like to eat slugs. I think yeah. you guys don't realize what you're drinking like because according to this, it you. says you are holding something special. <laughs> special shit. Does that mean you have to wash your hands when you put the bottle down? <laughs> That's one, what I say on every day. One of date. only a few thousand <laughs> bottles released. Wait, wait, wait. You said a f- only a few thousand? thousand? Well, they need to recall every last <laughs> one of them. <laughs> well, if you are interested in uh, Brainless on Peaches and other Epic then Brewing you are brainless. Beers, uh, go to their website, epicbrewing.com. Don't let these guys sway you. Wait, why do they call it Epic Brewing? They should call it Epic Trash. <laughs> All well, because right. well, it's brewed. Good thing they're not sponsors. Uh, yeah. right. Hooray, and they like never will be. On a home printer. It's a pretty low quality label. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a. It's a one color. Or it's been in the too that. long. You want to know why? You want to know why? Yes. You want to know why? Because they're not making any money off their product, <laughs> so they can't afford a good label. Was this sitting in a window, like facing west? You know, where the sun beat <laughs> yeah, down on it for a long time. Yeah, not, right. Not sun faded. No, no. I do want to point out that the CW has renewed every show, Supernatural. Flash, Arrow, and Legends These of Tomorrow. These are all DC shows. Oh, Legends of Tomorrow, They really? renewed all of their shows. Well, speaking of Flash, I've been binge-watching because I hadn't seen any episodes from this season. Now it's time to catch. And so I totally caught up. I've only got like two or three left. Okay. Because uh, I, I haven't seen any Legends of Tomorrow either, but I oh. wanted to watch The Flash because I know right. that there was some crossover there. Well, not yet. They haven't crossed over. Well, no, they introduced a bunch well, of the characters. Them. Yeah, they did. Um, so I'm oh, glad right. I saw Flash first, first yeah. before I jumped into Legends. And then now that there's uh, the Supergirl crossover, coming. I wanted to make sure I was up on both, you know, so I could I could watch that as close to, to live as possible. Speaking of Supernatural, uh, didn't they announce that it broke some sort of a record this week for longevity on uh, its network? Oh, so is that oh, the yeah. CW's longest running show? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I believe well, it. I believe it. Like two years ago, they were supposed to be canceling it. Then they decided not to, and it's still going strong. 
It's one of them shows that'll be on for 15, 16 years and they'll cancel it. Well, as long as they the don't. Simpsons crossing over. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and, then, and then those two guys won't get jobs anywhere else because. They'll just be known for Supercast. Yeah. Well, I know the one actor, I think he started directing episodes, so I right. bet you any money he'll start directing. Get behind well, they the actually both did. Anything. The funny part is, one year they both did horror movies. The one was oh, cast was, uh, in My Bloody, My Bloody Bo- Valentine. Yep, I saw that. And then the other one, wasn't Friday it the Friday the 13th? They yes. both did Friday the, one did Friday the 13th, the other one did My Bloody Valentine. Oh, so that was the Michael Bay. Friday the Thirteenth reboot. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Which I didn't. See. Yeah, it wasn't very good. Okay. Yeah, cool. was, you didn't miss much. All right. Okay. Well, my bloody Valentine was decent. All right. Now we're gonna Valentine. talk about uh, Mr. Joe Johnson's uh, awesome car collection. Joe, tell us again about uh, your website. Well, the website's not currently up. It's uh, Facebook, right? Yeah, the traffic's getting redirected to Facebook right now. But in 2003, I started a website uh, when I started collecting die-cast cars of famous Hollywood cars from television and film. And when I put the website up as a resource for collectors, I was shocked to find out I was getting 1,000 visitors a day. It just kind of blew me away. I started getting emails from all over the world. And I realized that there was a huge uh, interest all over the world in cars from television and film. So over the last decade or so, I've been sort of the go-to guy when it comes to TV and movie cars. And in addition to collecting the die-cast cars, I do movie reviews when car chase movies come out and that sort of thing. And uh, James Bond, Batman, you know, Dukes of Hazzard, the 18, you name it. So you it, must uh, love Fast and Furious. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, when Paul Walker passed away, that was one of the saddest days of my life. I, yeah. I visited his uh, crash site and everything. So, yeah, I love the uh, Fast and Furious movies, maybe with the exception of Tokyo Drift. Oh, you didn't I think like that's, Tokyo that's the one everybody hates, man. No, I thought that actor was really weak. I thought. See, he, I didn't yeah. mind it, but you know, I'm not a big fan of the other Fast and Furious movies, so it wasn't like I was hung up on. You know, I feel like they were trying to start a new story with Tokyo Drift. And yeah, it's it like the failed. season of the witch of the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> yeah, movie, it was like, and it failed, and it was just like. All right, hurry up, call and see if we well, get did, everybody else back in They there. did incorporate some of the characters into the main storyline, right? Well, right. the only thing that tied Tokyo Drift in the entire series is at the very end, Vin Diesel came in for a cameo. Right. And then since then, they've brought the actors from Tokyo Drift into the series. As right. The, uh, so, the yeah, group. so they they circled it around eventually. Yeah. So it's it's canon, well, but it's the weakest of yeah, the bunch. Yeah, because it was like when they brought Han back for the fourth one, everybody was like, didn't he die in Tokyo Drift? Yeah. And so now this was like couple of years before supposedly yeah. Tokyo yeah to Tokyo yeah, and then it all got caught up in the last in the uh, last number one. 7 they okay. sort of finally came full well, circle Well those movies yeah. are perfect for our show because I would put those in the science fiction realm just because of what Oh they yeah cuz all some of those oh, stunts yeah. they Stunt do cars. Yeah, it's fantasy yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah some of those stunts they do he just drives off the of a cliff and survives I was like well I'm going to try that one day <laughs> <laughs> Joe let me ask you how did you start collecting the cars now you're talking about Mainly Hot match Wheels, box. Matchbox. Okay. There's a company called Johnny Lightning. Johnny Lightning actually back in the 90s was doing a series called Hollywood on Wheels. And they did the Back to the Future DeLorean and uh, a lot of cars along those lines. And if it wasn't for Johnny Lightning, I probably would have never started collecting because they weren't making a lot of the cars I grew up with. 
based on the success of the Hollywood on Wheels line, everyone started jumping on board. And Hot Wheels, uh, they have a series now called the Retro uh, Entertainment line, where they're doing Ferris Bueller's Day Off and uh, all kinds of movies that I grew up with in the eighties. It's an MG, right? MGA. Uh, no, that's that a Ferrari. A that's that's a, a Ferrari. It's a, it was a kit Ferrari. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So it, it's it's these diecast car companies that are manufacturing them, and and most recently, you guys aren't going to believe this. It just came out this week. I just got it in the mail. Uh, a company called Greenlight did uh, the Vacation Family Truckster, which I think is awesome. It's got the luggage on the roof and everything. No, so what about awesome. the grandma? Not yet. That'll probably be a, a variant. Oh, Aunt Edna. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sure they'll do a variation uh, with Aunt Edna on the roof. Yeah. The next more, in May, they've already announced they're going to do a variation with honky lips on the side. Remember when they got the yeah, they, oh, yeah. they are actually doing a honky lips variation. I love it. Well, that's hilarious. You can't have a Confederate flag, but you can have honky <laughs> lips. You can have honky lips. <laughs> All right, now, um, we often debate DC, Marvel. If you had to pick Matchbox or Hot Wheels, those are kind of like the, the two, I would think, you know, yeah. Uh, well, Hot, Hot Wheels is the gold standard. You know, Hot Wheels like Marvel. Then is what you. You see what kind of, you see what shirt he got on, right? Oh yeah. Batman, okay. Yeah, exactly. I'm a DC guy. Ten days. Ten days. <laughs> oh Jesus! I have a Batman collection, Batmobiles and figures that would you you'd weep if you were to see it. I probably would. <laughs> he played Batman one time. Oh, I did. Yeah, we posted it on our Facebook page. Uh, Joe Reeves. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It. I see that. Mark's in it. Good job. Rich and I uh, yeah. helped out. It was only it was only one good actor in there. I don't know what the other guys were doing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good job, good job. By the way, you should have won an Oscar, man. Uh, yeah, in the short film category, maybe. Well, you did. You did pick up some awards from that. So yeah, we did. A... We're going to Indie Film Festival Award yeah. in 2002 for that short film, and that's called Ooh. The Big Game. Batman. The so Big go Game. On Find YouTube it on YouTube. I just recently out. uploaded a, a higher quality version of it now um is that where you got into the car collecting through batman or what was the your kind of your gateway drug if you will well i mean you know uh, for me the the standard the, the the car that got me into loving hollywood cars is the original batmobile from the 1966 tv series that's probably where it all started for me um but i grew up watching the dukes of hazard and a team and knight rider and all that so cars have just been a part of my life growing up i mean i spent my childhood in movie theaters and watching tv any guess as to how many cars you have? Do you have like an, an exact number? No, but it's probably in the thousands. Um, I, I buy and sell. Like I'm, it's a liquid sort of a thing. Like I get new stuff, I sell old things. I have a core collection, but it's always rotating. Now, do you, uh, like a lot of collectors, do you buy one that you leave in the package and then buy one that you can open and play with? Or how does that I, Yeah, work? I do. I, I buy multiples in package when I find them because uh, they're, they're like an investment. The value really does go up over time. These Hot Wheels Hollywood cars that have come out over the last few years, in their first wave, one of the cars they included was Ecto-1 from Ghostbusters. And today, that car can sell for $30, $40, $50 on eBay. When it first came out, it was four ninety nine. What's your most uh, What's your most expensive car? Item? I have a rare uh, prototype. I think there's only about three in the world. It is the uh, James Buchanan school bus from Welcome Back Cotter. 
uh, Matchbox was going to include it in a line of star cars, and the line got canceled, but they still produced prototypes. And I was able to get my hands on a prototype that wow. uh, would sell for about $200 if I were to sell it. That's cool. I also have a very rare handmade Pink Panther car from the old Pink Panther Saturday morning uh, cartoon. No one's ever done that as a Hot Wheel car, a Matchbox car, and a guy from England crafted one out of metal and sent it to me. It's, uh, there's only a couple in the world, and wow. it's one of my favorites. And you have a uh, an exclusive uh, Comic Con Invisible Jet, is that correct? Yes, this is one oh, of the craziest stories. That. Yeah, a couple of years ago at San Diego Comic Con, uh, Hot Wheels played an April Fool's joke and said they were going to sell Wonder Woman's Invisible Jet, but the package was empty. And it was an April Fool's joke, but everyone said, oh, I got to get my hands on it. Well, they ended up releasing it at Comic-Con, an empty package with all the graphics and everything. And I bought it from a, a comic book store for about $15. Uh, today it sells for close to 100 an empty package, the Invisible Right, but, it, but inside but is, a, is a clear plastic, like the... the no, it's no, a tray. tray. Right. It's yeah, the mold like of the... It's a tray, that, and it has an outline in the tray like the airplane the is in yeah, it, and there's yeah. a picture of... Like a, a what? Am I not? <laughs> but there's a but there's like a, a clear a transparent image on the packaging on too. On the packaging. So it's 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 as long as it's never opened, it's it's in it's there. It's an invisible jet. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was hysterical. Well, like I remember when it, that came out. If a tree falls in the woods, does it make a noise? Yeah. If you open the package, does there? Yeah, <laughs> the, there the, the jet net? flies away. Right. <laughs> I saw recently it's just the package. It's worth money. You keep it in the package. Yeah, I saw recently somebody did a custom mock-up of a Star Wars action figure that said the Force, and it was just an empty package. So, so yeah, that's one of my favorite pieces of my collection. Have have you, um, Joe? Have you ever heard of the manufacturer line Corgi? Oh yeah, Corgi goes way back out of England. My my all-time favorite. We were supposed to talk about our our favorite um, Batmobile, and all the new ones to me are. They don't speak to me as Batman. The 1966 Batmobile, to me, is the Batmobile. Oh, sure. But the Corgi line was unique in that, and this, and I have vivid memories of this because it was, it was so exciting. A friend of mine, his parents always bought them everything right at the time. And when you rolled this thing on the floor, the... The rocket the out exhaust. the back yeah. did this, yeah, and it was a little exhaust. flame, and it and it moved. But then there was a button on the side that, when you click the button, uh, uh, like a huge um, uh, cable cutter, yeah, was it? yeah exactly. It was cable, the cable cutter like snapped slicer. out, yeah, yeah. And in a, I, it's amazing how vivid the memories are. I, was, I remember playing with these cars, oh yeah, and you just can't find them anywhere. And don't try looking for it. I found it by accident. Because I was scouring the countryside looking for this car because I know it's there. Yeah. And nothing shows up when you, uh, when you search. Google has no feelers into this at all. Nobody is describing it. And I just happened on the Corgi, yeah. looked over the entire site and found it. Yeah. Um, they had sold it with, in 79, they sold it with uh, the, 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 the bat, bat boat yeah. on a trailer mm-hmm. and a bat copter. And... I, you know, Those are I incredibly valued, yeah. valuable today. Yeah. yeah. As a matter of fact, Corgi had the Batman license back in the 70s. Um, but then uh, there were some legal issues, and George Barris had 
had a filed a patent on the Batmobile design. So decades went by went by without any new Batmobile product in stores. Oh. And it was only in 2007 where Mattel, who produces Hot Wheels, got the Batman license and started producing the Batmobile again in all scales, from the little Hot Wheels 99 cent car to really high end 118th scale cars with all the features. Uh, it's it's been a, a golden age of. of Diecast cars right now because everybody's making all the greatest cars. Well, tell us about your bat Batmobile collection. Do you have all sorts of sizes and the whole gamut of all the different versions out there? Um, yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, um, there's a company out of England uh, called Eagle Moss, and they got the Batman license to produce diecast cars in 143rd scale, and they've been doing every Batmobile you can possibly imagine, from the comics to TV shows to the movies. Uh, it's incredible. I think they even announced they're going to be doing the Batmobile from the old 1940 serial. Um, they're nice. doing every the Batmobile Mercury. you could imagine. It's it's incredible. That's so cool. I have a pretty uh, pretty big collection of Batmobiles at home. I don't focus on the comics as much, though. I focus on television and film. Gotcha. And what's your favorite? If you had to pick one Batmobile, what would be... Uh... No-brainer. Like you said, uh, the 1966 uh, Batmobile is the standard. Um, for those of you who don't know the history of the 66 Batmobile, it started out as a concept car. It was a Lincoln mm -hmm. Futura made in 1955. Yeah. And uh, it, it went on the show circuit, and then it appeared in a movie called It Started With a Kiss with mm -hmm. Debbie Reynolds and Glenn Ford. And then it ended up in the hands of George Barris, who was a legendary custom car designer in Hollywood. And when Columbia approached him and said, we need a Batmobile for our new TV series that we're in pre-production on, uh, can you produce one? And he said, well, how long do I have? And they said, three weeks. <laughs> and he said, well, you know, I got this concept car uh, on my lot here. Let's see what we can do with it. He did very little modification to it. He painted it black, opened up the wheel wells, um, did some re, re uh, modifications on it, delivered it to the set, and they were blown away. They were like, how did you produce this in three weeks? And they used it on the TV series, and it became uh, one of the world's most famous cars. Oh, I would say probably the most famous car, oh, yeah. if I oh, had yeah. to guess. Recently, it, I, I, I visited the car in 2011. I went to George Barris's shop, got to pose for pictures with it. And George did something I never thought he would do. He put it up for auction just a couple years later, and it sold for $4.2 million. Wow. So there's only one of them? Right What's that? There's only one? one? Well, there was one original car used on the TV series, and then he made some replicas for the right, show. Right, I, I thought there was three total. If there were... He made replicas like fiberglass molds from the original, ah. but the original was only used on the TV show. Right, there was right. only one car used on the TV show. Okay. And George recently passed away, Just right? passed away last year. I visited his shop last April and got to see him and shake hands with him and wandered around his shop last April, and a few months later he passed away. Wow, wow. good timing. Good yeah, timing. yeah. So I was glad to kind of... I, I had a feeling when I visited, he was getting kind of up there in age, and I thought this might be the last time I saw him, and it was really great to just kind of see him one last time. Was yeah, he down in Ohio? No, he's in North Hollywood. His shop oh, is okay, in North Hollywood. Sure where it was. All right, well, Q, what's your favorite Batmobile? Uh, 66? No. I like the 66. I like the 89, but I still go with the Batman forever. Batman really? Forever. I just love the Batman Forever Batmobile. I like the color scheme, the uh, fan on the back. I know it's a little eccentric, but I know it was made for selling toys. 
I know that's what it was for. But to me, that's the single fin. Yep, and it's the one seater with the single fin. Yeah. Yep, and uh, so the bat bat shark is what we call yeah, it. Bat much. shark, right? Exactly. <laughs> The uh, designer on that, her name's Barbara Lee. Lee she yep. wanted it to be organic. She wanted it to look alive. So it has sort of that rib cage, cage and yep. wings coming Come off out. the back. So it's got the grapple hook in there so it can grapple out and shoot up the walls <laughs> and climb up the walls and everything. But so it sounds like you played with that for many years. Uh, many years, okay. many years. But that was my favorite Batmobile. That one and then a close second was probably just the standard 1989. No, that was the Tim Burton. Burton. The Tim Burton. Oh, that's that's the Bad one Man with the Bad front Man wheels Return. are twice the size of the back wheels. No, that's you're thinking maybe Batman Tumblr. and Robin uh, oh. had a really had a really long yeah, front end. It was, end. It was yeah. insane. It was like a it was like a dragster yeah. with uh, like 16s on the back and 20s on the front. Yeah, and it yeah that was oh, Batman yeah. And just Robin. Yeah. Okay, so the yeah. Batman and Robin is the Clooney version. The Clooney. Yes, the Clooney. Yeah, the Clooney forgettable. Yeah. Uh, the Iceman. Yeah, that coming. was the word. The nipple. The, bat, the nipple, the nipple you know, suits. The right? bat nipples. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 got yeah, them yeah. real fees yeah, tonight. Joel Schumacher almost destroyed the whole. Well, you know what? It wasn't Batman's his future. fault. <laughs> it wasn't his fault. You can only do so much when you got the studio coming down every couple Costa of days nipples. saying, "We need to sell toys. We need to sell toys. We need to sell yeah, toys." Yeah. That was what are you supposed to do? Commercial. That's all it was. It's for toys. Trust me, I know. I had a couple of them, so I know what to sell to you. They were selling to me. That's all it was for. What were you doing with the nipples? (laughs) Well, if anybody showed me nipples at that age, they should be in jail. (laughs) Or were you comparing them to yours? (laughs) <laughs> How about you, Denver? Do you have a favorite? Yes, uh, mine is uh, the Tumblr. Definitely the Tumblr. Oh, it's it's the least Batman-esque version. It's the most practical. Yes, but it's... It's the realistic one. Yeah, that, and that's what I liked about the whole Nolan series was that they made me believe that Batman could be a real hero, hero. a real person. He could have real vehicles. So... You know, even though it, it's just kind of, it feels like that's a, the one that Morgan a, Freeman built. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That, it, it feels like a tank. You know, basically well, it, black. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to, the, the Tumblr is more like the version off of the Dark Knight Returns. It's more of a tank. You know, right. like the one on the Dark Knight Returns was like huge. I mean, that had treads. And it had treads yeah. and everything, but like it had a. In there, you could actually have like the table, like Batman could lay on it when he was injured. It would scan you. Mm-hmm. It had like you could like walk around in it. It was that huge. It shot rubber bullets, all that. Really? But that tumbler reminds me of that one, which I didn't really like. That that one's to me is more of like I'm 60 years old. I'm still trying to be Batman. <laughs> hanging like, on, <laughs> I'm hanging life. on for dear life. I still you know remember I mean? my like, reaction when they when they revealed the photo prior to Batman Begins. I I didn't know what to make of it. I I joked that it was a cross between a Humvee and a lawnmower. Yes. But then when yeah. I finally saw the movie, the way it just broke through concrete and was able to f- not fly but leap. Yeah. And, uh, across. I, yeah. It, it won me over. And, and that was Begins. a dark night where the bat cycle shot out of it. Was the bat pod? Yeah, yeah, the bat, bat pod. That, I yeah. like that more than the that was awesome. The tumbler. That was yeah. awesome. How it could come out and go sideways. Yes. Yep. Then, it and then it shot up the building the wall, and just like yep. turned around and let that to me. I'll take that over the tumbler anyway. <laughs> All right, Mark. What's your verdict? What's your favorite Batmobile? I don't really have a. I only have favorites. By the you know like my when I was a kid, my favorite was the '66 version, 
And then by the time 89 came around, that was my favorite version. And by the time 2005 came around, the Tumblr was my favorite version because so you it, was, didn't... it was my age. Yeah. You know, as I got older, I felt like those particular Batman So whatever was the latest and greatest was the one that So you, you didn't like to. the Kilmer or Clooney? Didn't care. I thought those were just too similar to the 89 one. They were just a different variation of the 89 one. Now, what do you guys think of the... The new Batmobile that's going to be in Batman versus Superman. It's snazzy, but it looks like it came out of a science fiction movie. Yeah, to me it looks like a hybrid between the Tumblr and the 89 Batmobile. It it has some of the features of the 89 with some of the flair of the Tumblr, so it's almost sort of a composite or an amalgam. It kind of reminded me of Captain Nemo's car in The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which was actually a (laughs) sweet car. car. That was a pretty good car. That's a a V12 in it, that car, yeah. I, I... like you said, it's, it to me it has the same body shape as the tumbler, which is what kind of turned me off of the tumbler because mm-hmm. it didn't look like a Batmobile. But at the end of the day, I mean, I guess I, I just have to see it in action. That's one of those yeah. ones where you, you have know, to it's see it in action. Probably going to see more action in Suicide Squad. There was uh, there was some behind the scenes footage that was released of uh, Batman chasing the Joker in Suicide Squad. So yeah. we might see it used better in Suicide Squad. It, well, and you got Justice League coming up, uh, which, you know, yeah. and then of course the Ben Affleck Batman movie, which but we don't know when that. that's coming out. But well, it looks like Superman does some serious damage to the car in uh, this movie coming up. So we'll see if it survives. Well, it looked like it just bounced off him in the in the trailer. It didn't yeah. look like it got damaged at all. It just hit him and just went uh, went flying into didn't the. He, does, doesn't he stand on the car and rip the can? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, he did that. So. During my research, I found something that I thought was completely non-realistic and unnecessary, and that was a Superman car. Yeah. What the hell? Superman doesn't need a fucking car? Yeah. Wonder Woman Woman doesn't need a jet, but, I mean. Okay. Got to sell those toys. Got to sell those toys. Speaking of which, do they have any cool die-cast versions of the new Batmobile that are Yeah, as a matter of fact, I just drove to an out-of-the-way Walmart and I found a Hot Wheels version of the new Batmobile from Batman vs. Superman. It's in 150th scale, which is a little larger than the traditional Hot Wheels. Um, But Mattel has done a huge... Big line of Batmobiles from television and comics and movies uh, in 150th scale. And they just released the new Batmobile, and I was able to track it down. And, and you got some pictures awesome. up on your Facebook page, right? Yes, yeah, I just posted them on Facebook. If you go to HollywoodDieCast.com, or, uh, that'll direct you right to my Facebook page. Now, is there a hyphen in DieCast, or is it just all Yeah, one there's word? a hyphen between Hollywood and DieCast. Okay, so, so Hollywood-DieCast.com. Okay, cool. And then uh, just a real quick few other car-related things before we wrap it up here because we're running out of time. Uh, thoughts on the new Ghostbusters vehicle that was just revealed in the new trailer last week? I like it. Um, I know uh, it's been getting a lot of negative feedback, the trailer and the car. Uh, I guess it's like an 80s-era uh, Cadillac yep. uh, hearse yeah. uh, with a red top, white body. Uh, I think one thing that's offending original fans of Ghostbusters is they're calling it Ecto-1, which was the name of the Ecto in the very first movie, and I think some people are taking that personally. Um, I don't have a problem with it. I thought the trailer itself looked a little weak. I'm hoping that yeah, they're saving us Not some a lot of, the... of comedy in that first trailer. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Uh, I'm sure that we're going to find that car in toy stores. They could have uh, called it the, X, the Ecto-Y. Yeah, yeah. 
Right, something. yeah. <laughs> yeah, something. so... The so Ecto we'll XX. I'll yeah. be adding it to my collection, definitely. Um, one last question, Joe. Um, a blue Batmobile? Well, we're talking Super Friends now. Is uh, that what it was? I couldn't it, remember where it was Super from. Super Friends animated series that had a blue Batmobile that, that looked similar to the 66 Batmobile yeah. in that it had right. the double bubble open canopy, but it was uh, blue and black with the yellow Bat logo on okay. the doors. I have a, a Batmobile from the Superpowers collection. Oh, yeah. And it's blue. Yep. Yeah, okay. I still have that in the box. Yep. Any other memorable Batmobiles that we uh, didn't touch on before we wrap things up here? Uh, I know a lot of people that are uh, f- a younger generation. They're they're one of their favorite Batmobiles is from the animated series. Yes, it's that long, long one stretch. And when it limo. opens up, it's like zzz, the thing comes across the whole body, bang, trash <laughs> in the animated show. Now, what about all these, because uh, I know there's a whole bunch of uh, Batman video games like Arkham. Now, do they well, have any Batmobiles? Yeah, the Arkham yeah. Asylum the Arkham Batmobile one, is uh, quite Knight extensive. Is, the Arkham Knight Batmobile is out cold. It has like, mm-hmm. you can control it remotely, which you can do with any Batmobile, but it has the grapple hook, so you can shoot up. But it has this thing, this turret on there, turret gun, because he's taking out these tanks, and it's it's sweet because. But once you go into turret mode, you it's like you're in um, drifting, so it's like you're hovering over. Mm-hmm. So because you're in battle mode, but like Batman can call a Batmobile. It's like he's sweet because you can dive off the building. Call a Batmobile, he like lands in it, <laughs> and um, but it has this cord, the same grapple hook and charge buildings charge gates do they have like any diecast versions oh yeah you of can those? find the arkham knights it, uh, arkham say, asylum batmobiles hot wheels has the license to all the batman products so you can find those in stores right now and that one kind of looked more like the uh tumbler too yeah it's very yeah, it because and because it has a back but it has a seat in the back that opens up where he can keep the bad guys mm-hmm. so he they won't be with him in the, a little cage or yeah, not a cage, prison. but it's more like a, it's a seat. That's a rumble seat. It's a yeah, it's like a seat. It, it just, opens it up, it comes out, like that and, they hits, and he in the back and, and he sit, he puts in the back, he put the thing on, and they lock them up. That's cool. That's cool. So there's a plethora of Batmobiles out there for everyone to purchase, it sounds like. Oh, every Batmobile imaginable you could add to your collection. Of all yeah. sizes and All shapes. scales from uh, the little Hot Wheels to the 118 I'm more, scale. I'm more interested about the serial Batmobiles because it's not going to be nothing but like a Mercury. The one from 1949 is just a Mercury. Yeah, the serial was Corvette. a was a cat. I think a Cadillac. Convertible, the first one, the first one was. was a Cadillac. Yeah. Then the the ninth one in 1943 was a Cadillac. Yeah. And then in 1949, it was a Mercury. And, yeah. And it, was, it had the roof that came up, well, and then the, that's when they put it, on their clothes. Because yeah, when when the sun when the roof was up, they were Batman and Robin. That's right. When the roof were down, they were Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson. Well, that's yeah. one thing people don't realize is that when when the Batman comics came out and Batman was introduced, he just drove regular cars. cars. So, regular so there's no Bat logos or not initially. Even when he referred to it as a Batmobile, it was just a red convertible coupe. It wasn't until 1941 where they added the Bat face and the fins, mm-hmm. and it started to take on Bat-like characteristics. That's and then it was a cartoon called The Brave and the Bold that had kind of the style the bat face face. but like that that one was more it was kind of a cartoon that kind of played on the 
60s yeah. Batman. Oh, and retro like, style. Yeah, and it was like funny. It, it didn't have the bam and the wow, but like when he punched somebody, the horns were like, <laughs> like, you know, it was campy. But like, even the bold started in the 50s. 50s, right. Yeah. 60s and 50s. Early but 60s. like that Batmobile could actually turn into a robot. So he could like oh, transformer fight, it style? Would transform yeah, it would like like a Zord. Like it would transform into this huge giant robot so he could fight like Batman. Yeah, pretty much. But it was it was campy. I watched it because it was Batman, but that was more like the original Batmobile. But I'm just interested to see how would they advertise that. Well they, they that made Mercury. that Batmobile too with the from the Brave and the Bold. Oh, they the got that one? It. Yeah, you can get that in one forty third scale and hot wheel size, yeah. Awesome. All right, let's take it around the horn real quick. Anything geeky or non-geeky that you'd like to ten days shout out to? Ten days. Right, we've we've oh, heard that. No, okay, okay. Anything else? Honest, and all honestly, the day the twenty fourth, I will be live streaming all the from my journey from all around to go to the show all the way into you the periscoping theater. it or what are you doing? Probably just streaming off of Facebook. Okay, and then okay. it'll be my journey from there. To the theater, and when the movie starts, I'll cut it off. So you're not gonna have it like on your face, so they can get reactions. If <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. Because if I get kicked out, I'll shoot every person that watches it. Uh. <laughs> All right, Brad. Any uh, shout outs? Any uh, any no, recommendations? Nothing. Not, uh, I've I've heard a lot of. I've, I'm still hearing more feedback on uh, Zootopia. I have to go see that. Um, it's going to be number one again yeah, this my, weekend. My by laundry long list margin. of things that have to be seen: uh, Gods of Egypt, uh, Zootopia. Now I guess I have to go see uh, Ten Cloverfield. Yes, highly recommend. Lane, and um, I don't know. Uh, hopefully, um, Mark gets enough penicillin, and he'll be uh, more his normal chatty, sassy, bread. and chatty self. He's a moldy uh, bread. Next week, uh, that's like something to look forward to. Yes, will Mark survive to the next podcast? <laughs> Stay tuned, folks. <laughs> Will he live? Join us die? next week, Wes. Join us next week on... Mark, any recommendations? Well, last night I was, uh, you know, in my sicken, you know, state, you know, I was able to watch a little TV, you know, and I went on Netflix and uh, pulled up um, a movie I haven't seen in a long time, a horror movie called Hellraiser. Oh, I love and, Hellraiser. And I, and I realized Pinhead. how much of a great movie it is and how much it stands up. Really? The, the score, the musical score, oh, yeah. for me, I thought was the thing I found that I liked the best, even though the rest of the movie was awesome. You know, the special effects. And, and they've, they've cast the new Pinhead for the remake, so that is really? on the horizon. Oh, they're doing a remake. Oh, but nice. The, I just thought the score was just awesome for this movie. I was like... Oh. Well, speaking of scores, Bear McCrary... Did the score for Ten Cloverfield Lane? He does all the music for The Walking Dead. Oh, so and that's probably going to be good. I got to tell you, because so much of that movie was in this little bunker, the music really provides the emotional, uh, you know, visceral See, reaction that you get from the movie. I so. love movies like that because if you have terrible actors in a movie like that. Then the movie will suck. Yeah, and this was great. And Mary was it Mary? But because Elizabeth? you have Elizabeth great Winstead. actors. That's like uh, totally off point, but Samuel L. Jackson and Tommy Lee Jones when they did the Sunset Limited, 
It was just yes. them sitting at a table, and Sam Jackson. Well, that was, was a wondering. play that they yeah, that, that they, they shot, shot for HBO. That was, was really good. It was really, but it's just them talking for Two like an awesome hour actors and a half. going at it. Yeah, like and it was dinner great. with Andre. With yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yes, yeah. but it was great. I can see it was there more the urban it. version. You know, okay. it was great. Though. Yeah, it was a great movie, but. All right, Joe, any recommendations? Well, I, too, like you, I'm looking forward to uh, Batman vs. Superman. I'm hoping I made the final cut. I worked for one day on the film. We shot a candlelight vigil. I'm hoping I ended up on the screen. I, I uh, stood next to a guy with glasses that looked suspiciously like Superman, um, but couldn't have possibly have been Superman because no, he was wearing no. glasses. Uh, so I'm hoping that me and my friends who worked on the film will uh, make the final cut. Well, we'll see. Superman us, has perfect vision. Tell us the <laughs> tell us the story uh, about the uh, about that scene. So I'm standing on the steps of what will eventually become City Hall. There's a candlelight vigil. We're waiting for the sun to reach a certain point in the sky before they can start shooting. And a guy walks past me in a woolen overcoat and glasses and takes his place and we're standing there waiting for our moment and uh i turned to a fellow extra and said you know it's a shame none of the stars are here with us and the extra said what are you talking about that superman right over there and i said no that's not and yes it was it was henry cavill or how do you pronounce his last name cavill Cavill. Uh, cavill wearing glasses and i was totally fooled by his clark kent glasses (laughs) see so it actually (laughs) works in real life it works it's a clever disguise i totally I've been trying to kill a journalist this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, a journalist. All right, Brad, I think that's it. Thanks, Joe, for being here this week. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Watch more Young Justice. Sounds like we're getting good traction. We might get that. Yeah, I actually finished my uh, my binge watching for the week. Uh, It is. uh, We need to have a a third uh, a third season. At least a closer. Yeah, because they left a lot of stuff open. So let's wrap it up is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or at least they they could do like a little movie. Uh, Something because, you know, they ended it on a cliff. He's shaking hands with Darkseid. So anytime you have Darkseid, it's going to get good. But okay. On that note, on that note, the Iceman commit. That's right. Okay, well, um, for our guest, um, Joe Johnson, everybody go to... Hollywood-DieCast.com and take a look at his Facebook page. Um, everybody wish Mark Myers gets better from his sickness. Everybody we or, or wish, not. Everybody or not. everybody wish Q a, uh, a a bountiful voyage to his ten days. Ten days. Ten uh, days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's too bad. Too bad Nick's not here. Yeah. Uh, ten days. Oh, man. So, everybody go to ableideas.com, buy some comic books, and go to Comic Experience Sci-Fi and watch some episodes. And come back next week for episode 13, because this is Comic Experience Sci-Fi, and you know you can't get enough of this shit, because we can't. See you next time. Boom, boom, boom. I'm Batman.